I'm Elisa Lasky, a senior video director here at Kramer. And I'm Trip Underwood, a creative director at Kramer. And at Kramer, we work with so many incredibly fascinating people from all over multiple industries. We have so many great conversations, many that are just too good to keep to ourselves. So now we're sharing them with the world. Right here from Kramer Studios. This is Pivot Points. Cut. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pivot Points. If you think about how much our world has changed in the last, say, 40 years, every industry has had to adjust over time. Working in the creative space especially, our industry is constantly changing as new technology and trends evolve. Totally. And I think Kramer, one of the things Kramer's done really well over the years is kind of keeping adapt and keeping up with the world, but also being very focused on some things that really make it who is a company. And one of those things is about being people-focused. I think that's been a cornerstone of what makes this this company really function well and stayed here throughout throughout the 40 years. Completely. And this year at Kramer, we're celebrating 40 years, which is super, super exciting. And today, to talk a little bit more about the evolution of Kramer, we have two very special guests, TJ Martin, our incredible CEO, and Rich Sturcio, our president and also creative director. <laughs> you all are on the hot seat today, so hopefully we can get some uh, dirty secrets out of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but for those of... Um, us out there that don't know Kramer, can we just kind of start like at the beginning? You know, how did Kramer start? You know, sure, who is Kramer? Sure, it's a great question. Uh, you know, uh, Tom Martin, my dad, started the company back in 1982. He worked for a company called Kramer Electronics. Oh, and okay. in '82 they got they got bought by Arrow Electronics. Mm-hmm. And Kramer at the time had a five-person uh, AV installation company, actually. And uh, as the story goes, Tom mortgaged the house and <laughs> bought that particular division. Uh, Arrow did not want the Kramer name, uh, so he was able to sort of leverage that name recognition and kept the, the Kramer name, which is awesome. You know, Tom's you know, background is really from a, he was a former CPA. Uh, and so in the early days, certainly he had that financial you know, acumen, if you will. He didn't have the creative or engineering expertise, and that was a, a big asset. So early on, he certainly leaned into the people and sort of empowered them to help them you know, build the business and take care of clients, and that certainly worked out very well. As you can probably imagine, too, those early years of a, of a company, there were certainly a lot of curveballs and challenges. And I think his ability to really negotiate and work with the banks was huge okay. and kind of keeping us sort of you know going in those early days. And a little That's, bit of yeah. trivia. <laughs> oh. Kramer Electronics yes. uh, sold Apple their first set of microchips. Oh, no way. So yeah. we are some distant uh, distant yeah. relative of they Apple Computer. They owe all of their success yeah. to yes. Kramer. I was like, yes. so, so they as, owe as us. a lot of companies. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, were you working for Kramer at the time or did, did, did Red brought you I'm in? A, I'm old, but I'm okay. not that old. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, Fair. No. no. But I, I would say this too, just to, just to pivot over, I mean, I think you know like the, the the person next to me here, Rich Sturcio, back in you know '82 in the early days, Tom brought on a you know a great guy from BU, you know Red being a uh, a BC guy, it was a little unusual, but uh, he obviously brought on Rich from from BU, and Rich has certainly been a been a pillar of our organization, and we're fortunate to have still you know have four people who were, were at the very beginning are still with us today, which is a uh, I think a great yeah. in, the, in the early days, every morning after the bean pot, <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, yeah. in the early and mid 80s, BU was dominant. The bean pot yeah. <laughs> was the quietest morning. Yeah. When I, yeah. I'd come in and yeah. charge into his office and go, Did you see the game? <laughs> oh, he saw it. He saw it. <laughs> what was the kind of, um, 
like what was the tech like? You so you start we're in AV. So what are you you're working with camera? Like what was the the main function? So of I think the- at that time we you know because we were an installation company, we had a lot okay. of equipment around the uh, the facility, and Red came up with the ideas that maybe I can utilize this stuff and start uh, producing videos. And at the time, uh, you know corporate video production was really not a thing yet. I mean, VCRs, uh, on the installation side, we were filling companies with VCRs and monitors to start doing this training thing. And we sort of latched on to that and started then producing the content to go into those monitors and VCRs that we're selling. So that's sort of how we we got going. And uh, we, you know, the, I, I was thinking the other day of all the clients that we were doing work for Baybank was one of the original ones, yeah. which I, you know, long gone and Arrow Automotive, and there were all these you know, Purity Supreme. Supreme. <laughs> I have no idea who any of them were. I don't recognize any of them. They were one time big brands. I'm here to make you all feel old. Here to make you feel young. So, all right. So, like, obviously, the technology has changed, which changed the company, evolved video production, getting into other things in AV and then events and moving on to, to creative and marketing content from there um everything changes that's not unique to our industry uh but what do you think are some things that have changed that that haven't changed at kramer like there's a certain there are certain things that i've only been here for five years and i have seen a lot of change in that time but i've also seen some things that are undeniably kramer and and don't change and i'd love to just get your thought on what are some of like the cornerstones of things that have stayed with us for these four years i mean there are a couple of you know two things that stick out to me and i'll I'll let rich sort of respond as as we we've talked about here a little bit, you know, we we started in that you know AV installation world. So I think a big part of our world has always been in that technical execution mm, part of things, yeah. and that's really been kind of the the deep sort of platform and foundation, you know, for the company. That's allowed us to then build on the creative and design aspect of things, build on the strategic offerings that we have. But uh, you know that that technical foundation has been huge, especially trying to navigate the last forty years, yeah. even the last. Two, I mean the, the the complexity of our world has just increased so much, and having that technical foundation has been a huge part of it. The you know the second thing that that I go back to and we've, we've chatted about it is is the is the people side of things. I think Tom started very very early on. Again, good news, bad news. He wasn't really in the creative engineering side of things. So again, he intentionally kind of really looked to you know hire the right people and really empower them the right way. And I think we've really kept that sort of focus, you know, today is bringing on the right people. We've got a, a, a tremendous, you know, studio, you know, model and, you know, give the team the tools, what they need, and they're going to take care of the clients and create uh, great outcomes. Recognize both an opportunity and the fact that that opportunity was a blind spot for him and Correct. then surrounded himself with the right people to help fill it. I think also the other important thing is, um, as he said, because Tom was an accountant, we didn't come in with some predetermined notion of who we wanted to be or what we wanted to do. So we were kind of able to follow the needs of the clients and we would sort of drift in and out of businesses that we thought, well, this would be this is what the clients are asking for, so let's go into that. So we didn't start out we're just going to be a video production company and that's all we're going to do. We were like, oh, they, you know, we the infancy of that, we talked about the infancy of the video production business, but that the uh, event world was also in its infancy because it was 1982. I mean, they were literally just coming out with video projectors. Like, yeah. you didn't have them up Insane. until that point. Slide projectors. Slide projectors. Like, slide projectors. And we went, yeah. you know, we went from, uh, you go back when, we, when slides were popular, we found out that, you know, the 
the uh, turnaround time for changing a slide was ridiculous because you had to go to someone else and get that and get it processed. And, yeah, I heard it took so, like three days if you yeah, had to change something if, on slides. Yeah, at rush charges. <laughs> and so, you know, again, we acquired... Which is like insane <laughs> to us. <laughs> well, we have people making edits to slides 13 seconds before they yeah, go yeah. on stage yeah. now. So the <laughs> idea that you had to get a CEO keynote to agree to a change to his or her slide five days in advance blows my mind. Yeah, so, But we did, because of that, we bought into the slide business and we were okay. making slides so that we could cut that three-day turnaround down to 24 or eight hours if it, if it was necessary. So that's just another example of we didn't want to be in the slide business. No. It was awful. Right, um, right. But uh, that's what the clients wanted and they were hoping to get. So we said, all right, well, we'll go do that. So, And I think that sort of really defined who we have been over the past 40 years is let's figure out where the needs are and move, move to them. Yeah. And I know you're talking a lot about kind of starting in video production. What was kind of the transition into being in the event space? You touched on a little bit, but like, how did we really start, you sure. know, getting into events? And I stuff mean, like I, that? Yeah, I'll, I'll just, you know, you know, kick into it. I mean, one of the areas that we first started really getting involved in the event was actually in the trade show world. Okay. okay. You know, in the trade show world, sense. you know, back in the day, folks wanted to, you know, rent gear and equipment. Mm. And, and then slowly and surely, you know, our clients were also asking about, well, we're going to these programs. We need content and stories to yeah. to engage with our audience. You spend all this money on equipment, and then you're shining it on a super boring headline. You just wasted <laughs> a bunch of equipment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. So again, I think that uh, you know, then getting into and sort of integrating sort of the creative storytelling, you know, for for companies in the trade show space, really, and that I think also it really exploded. The trade shows, Comdex, Interop, you know, back in the day became very complex creative. Uh, expressions, and we worked with some big brands to kind of tell us. So those are maybe the big you know, early events. And then obviously we get involved with folks like PwC and others to uh, do more complex work. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I've always likened, especially in those early days. I always said we were sort of like a, a design build construction firm where we were okay. able to connect the creativity, so the design with the execution. So. We could provide answers faster. We could always, and it's still one of the things we talk about all the time, is about doing the right thing. So a lot of times the right thing isn't, you know, what's up here or what's down here. It's the right thing for the client, for the budget, um, for the audience. And we're able, because we merge the technology and the creativity, we're able to sort of work through what is the right solution for that. And we've always been... Um, relatively agnostic on what sort of media we were going to deliver when I mean, we were you know we had for a, a long time we were in the digital space um and we're still in that a bit um mm -hmm. but you know less to this to net at this point now but it was important for clients at that point so we always said well we don't we just want to provide the right solution it doesn't matter um if it's video or an event or, or whatever so that's yeah. been um and I, I, think hallmark I, I, think, I think like that we we, we sort of you know, caught the wave of understanding that sort of event landscape. And mm -hmm. we just looked for ways, how can we intentionally look for ways to continue to kind of add value right. and make a difference? It was certainly creating some of these big, you know, opening experiences and, and opening video pieces. Then that certainly led into, you know, the executive presentations. Right. And the executive presentations became into being a little more thoughtful about the messaging and what's being said and how we kind of marry that together. And I think the you know, the messaging and, and that side get into the strategic, you know, part of, of, mm -hmm. of event programs and, and strategic part of communication. So we then sort of, you know, leaned in and kind of built out that yeah. side of the organization too. 
what makes a good event is is going to change based on technology technology but they you still our clients still need a good partner to pull it off Mm -hmm. so if like one day you're doing slides and the next minute you have powerpoint and what a leap of difference that is but having somebody on the other end to help either walk them through it or at least guide their expectations on i think is super important as well yeah and i think being a partner that's something i've always appreciated is that we're not trying to you know sell an agenda we're really trying to hear our clients out see where they're at and then provide the best solutions for them as well. I think we staked out early on that we were going to be, um, you know, really play in the corporate space because I think that that's where partnerships really sort of shined. Okay. And I would say that we've always taken the approach with all our clients that we're in this for the long haul. Like, I, I don't really care what we're doing today, whether right. it's big or small or whatever. It's, we're going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, we're going to be with you for a long time. Um, and that's been our, our approach and it's, it's worked out for us. Yeah. Kind of talking about like, as you know, we are kind of looking back, but in the last few years, we've definitely, especially the past two, <laughs> I've gone yeah. through a ton of changes. What do you think has really allowed us to be able to kind of, you know, qu- not a plug, but literally pivot so quickly <laughs> and be able to adapt kind of in these like unprecedented times? <laughs> well, I think, you know, we, when the, uh, pandemic hit, we were in a unique position because there are a lot of companies that had equipment and there are a lot of, you know, those AV companies and there were a lot of production companies that had clients. We're in the unique position of having equipment and clients. And so we were right out of the gate working with our clients to say, what do you need? What do you need? How can we help? What can we do? And when we sort of got on to the okay, I know what you need, I understand what you're going, and we were able to build out this facility in a matter of months oh, yeah. into Very um, <laughs> something that is probably one of the largest webcasting facilities on the East Coast. Um, and that connection and partnerships that we had where we could say, what is it that you need? What'll, what'll work for you? What'll work for us? And being able to move on it quickly mm-hmm. um, was, I think, great for our clients, and obviously it, it played out very well for us too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just to play off what Richard said, I mean, certainly the the speed has been and unprecedented in regards to what we've gone through. I mean, totally. the, the typical typical event project, you know, would be three to five months. I think it pivoted into three to five weeks mm-hmm. or, or less. Know. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, or less. I mean, in, in the same time on the on the content marketing side of things, where you may have you know, 90, 120 days to do a programming trip. You're intermittent some of this work. I mean, again, it just got so compressed. You know, I think one of the, one of the big assets has been, been the diversity of the people that we've been able to kind of talk to and activate. So when, when, the, when the call does come in to be able to kind of pull together sort of the diverse thinkers and people, maybe on the design side, maybe on the writing right. side of things, or- engineering, you know, that, that, that nimbleness has been huge. So I think we've been able to, you know, quickly help you know, architect the the uh, the approach, and then certainly huge is is the the diversity of the the studio and be able to kind of activate that. Yeah. May it be on the virtual you know studio side of things, you know, or you know, or on the content side of things, has been a, a huge asset and being able to kind of deliver in those compressed time frames. I was shocked, and I will say very pleasantly <laughs> surprised. I was very nervous to, to see the way this building activated when we did make the switch. There were mm. guys that were that came in from the warehouse that were helping us build things and then learning about the equipment. And then what, three months later, they were helping run some of those broadcasts. Right. Uh, and then also like striking it and setting up a whole new technology. Again. <laughs> Guys yeah. that used to do operations for parts of our business that paused, needed something to do and Kramer wasn't going to let them go. So we started training those guys up to learn new skills. And some of them are still doing that to this day. So yeah. not only the physical transformation, but 
A, the way people were able to be the next person up, I thought was really impressive. And I think a real testament to, to the leadership is the way that you empowered those people to like take a swing at it. Like we're all kind of in this together. If you want to learn something new, this is the best possible time. And it, it really worked out well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that really showcased Kramer just best. And I don't mean leadership alone. I mean, the whole company. No, I think top that, to bottom. Th- there wasn't a time during that, you know, I we said this first three months were a little rough over trying to figure things out and no for one, everyone no one knew what was going on but everybody from the top to the bottom went in with an open mind and you know so like how can i help and yeah. what can we do and what's going to work and and i think that brought us as a company really closer together yeah. um, and i think we learned a lot about ourselves and what we could do and how much everybody cares about each other i think it was an important yeah. important time for us yeah i mean, i think it certainly amplified the, the 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 culture that we had i think it also Amplified the value with the clients too. I think they really yes. kind of saw us, uh, you know, very deeply too. So the, the turnaround, the ability to deliver, because we were just firing at all cylinders. Like you're not yeah. going to get that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, what do you see for the future? You know, you're at different stages of your career. You've been here the whole time. You've seen a lot of change. What are you thinking about for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? What what keeps you coming in every day, and what do you hope to see the company grow into? Well, I can say this. Um, I've been here for. It's closing in on 40 years, which is oh, wow. really, crazy. that's a little scary, a little crazy. <laughs> it's your crammer um, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, for 40 years, I mean, I've come into work and I, I've i always said it's important for me. I'm going to spend most of my life at a place. I want to love where I go. Mm-hmm. I want to love the people I work with and I want to love the values of that company. Mm-hmm. And um, that, I think, combined with the changes that we've gone through. Every day is exciting. I'm learning something new still to this day. I learn yeah. something new every day or try to learn something new. And now I'm at the phase of my career now where I'm trying to teach something mm. new every day. And I think the combina- combination of those two makes, um, you know, it's really fulfilling and um, exciting. And I, I, I think my hope is that for the next 20 or 30 years, we will sort of keep this cycle going on of, you know, learning, of loving where you where you are and teaching um, all at the same time. So yeah. that's it. That's Growing it from me. within. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I would agree, Rich. I mean, I think certainly first and foremost, you know, you, you want to walk into a, a building and work with people you're kind of excited about. I think that we've got a, you know, we've, I think to our credit, we've done a, a great job with sort of the culture and the energy that's within the building and uh, the people are, are great. So I think you certainly enjoy to, to work with them. You know, we also talk about you know we're we're not we're not on some quest to sort of be this this big agency. I think that we're really trying to focus on being you know exceptional. And you know, though we've been around for for forty years, I really feel like we're we're still pretty young at heart. I think that our best days you know are really ahead of us. And I think the exciting part is working with seeing you've got great people and just also being just seeing the the opportunity that really yeah. is in front of us as a as a group and as a company. That's going to be leading to success and development of people as well, but it's a, it's a bright future and it's fun to come into work every day and it's great to be part of it. And, and certainly a guy like this next door, I, I can't I can't say enough in regards to, <laughs> no, and honestly, I mean, I can't say enough in regards I, to- I hear you calling me old. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm old too. <laughs> I'm old too. A little behind you. But no, but all seriously, I, again, I, I think that if you want to get a little bit of sense of of who Kramer is all about, I mean, I think this guy right next to me, you know, Rich Turcho, has been a 
has been at the heart of, of Kramer. I think that uh, he's a people person. He's, he's focused on the frontline folks, folks behind the camera here. And he's, I think he's helped us stay grounded with the right principles and right values. And uh, I think that's been a, a, a great part. So I appreciate I'm all your time. Not to pump his tires <laughs> anymore. No, yeah. it's, 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 it's true. It's, 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 a, it's about people. Triple cut me it's down. About triple, <laughs> triple cut me down. <laughs> for a BU guy, he's, uh, he's, he's done a great Not job. bad for an old guy from BU. Yeah. Yeah. I will say... Uh, a a wonderful mixture of creative and technical knowledge because I yeah. he starts exactly talking right. about lights and exactly camera right. stuff and it's just a string of boring ass <laughs> yeah. numbers and I do know yeah. I'm glad somebody and else is I, paying uh, attention and to then that. I show him a TikTok and he's like what's that <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's a TikTok he's like oh I thought you were giving me a mint <laughs> just kidding just it's kidding all cold. <laughs> we were being too nice for a cold bit. you're cold now he just feels even just the way he <laughs> even feel. Well, TJ and Rich, we really appreciate you taking the time to be here. It's very exciting that we're celebrating 40 years, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to celebrate another 40. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Sure. <laughs> but um, again, thank you all for watching, and stay tuned for another episode of Pivot Points. <laughs>